What's up? What is up? <laughs> I have a confession though. That was an empty wine glass. Wah, wah. Because I am drinking out of a coffee mug because I'm drinking a hot toddy. Hot toddy. Hot toddy. Um, and we tried it before. <laughs> what did it sound like? Here. This Ready? is what it sounds like. I know. Ready? Sounds yeah. like we're breaking stuff. <laughs> I don't want to break Josh's glass. Didn't have so... the same kind of charm. No. No so, ring. I don't know if that's um, bad luck to cheers an empty glass. Is it? Well, mine is full of bourbon, so we're good to go. Okay, great. So I got the bad luck. But <laughs> <laughs> we are so excited to have another podcast, and we hope that you're loving these, but we are just being very fluid with it. We're not really taking much notes, and whatever's on our hearts on this topic, that's kind of what we're flying with. That's right. So... Tonight, today, this afternoon, wherever you're at in your day, life, we're talking about, you know, imposter syndrome. Mm, and what is that big word, Krista? <laughs> so I looked it up because I'm like, well, I, I know what it is, but like, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Um, imposter syndrome is a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their skills, talents, or accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear that they're going to be exposed as a fraud. Mm. And there's a whole, but you can look um, imposter syndrome up and the way they measured this, they called it the imposter phenomenon um, and also the history behind it and individuals who have it. All this kind of stuff, but... Let's just dumb that down. It's self-doubt when going into new opportunities. Yeah, or you're in an opportunity, say you're in a career, and then all of a sudden this self-doubt comes into your mind and you go, oh shit, maybe I am not cut out for this job. Mm -hmm. So honestly, this came up because I like lately I have been feeling... Like, I don't know how to run my business or like, I don't know if what I'm doing is the right thing and just having all these doubts and like, who are you to run your own business and be like a life coach and fitness instructor? And for the longest time, I had this doubt in my mind of being a fitness instructor because I have had people say things to me like, wow, I can't believe you're a fitness instructor. I'm shocked that they don't make you lose weight. Like someone actually said that and has stuck in my mind for such a long time that whenever this like imposter syndrome comes up, skirt right back to that situation. I mean, that's kind of like, that's kind of like fucked up because it's like, what... What does a fitness instructor have to look like? Yeah. Well, they right? need to redefine what healthy sure. means to them. Because that, like, a weight does not mean jack shit. No. So. No. And, you know, going back to, like, starting your own business or, you know, venturing out and doing something for yourself. And maybe it's, you know, creating your own brand or creating your own workplace. Yeah. Like, right? Like an environment that you want to cultivate. And I look at like what you do with Peak Driven and Peak Fitness and everything. And it's scary. 
And, you know, I feel like you and along with a lot of other people, including me, you know, you have that self-doubt about going on to new adventures and doing new things, right? Because yeah. you have that internalization of, you know, as soon as something goes wrong, you start to doubt, is mm -hmm. this really for me? Do I know how to do this correctly? You know, should I keep going? How many more times do I have to fail before finally it works? Yeah. And, you know, it's it's one of those things where you have to kind of go through it. And you, I feel like it's normal to mm -hmm. feel that way, right? Like a little bit of fear. But what I want to stand up and applaud is the fact that you continually do it. And, you know, you kind of embrace that fear. Like, yes, you may have those stumbles and we talk it out and, you know, you kind of vent to me about it and everything. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you continue to do it, even though you may not have the answers. And I just want to say, like, if you have something that you want to go and try to do on your own, say it's start a business or, you know, do your own thing, whatever that may be, you don't have to have all the answers starting out. And that's part of growing. Yeah. Like, you know, moving taking action is what it's all about because you'll learn as you go. Yeah. I like to call that messy action because you're never going to have all of the pieces to the puzzle. But how many people wait they to do. have all the pieces figured out before they launch? They're and, do, they do. And that day never comes. It never, ever comes. So a lot of people hold themselves back because of the self-doubt, this imposter syndrome, and I want to touch back, like, thank you for, like, saying all the nice things that you said. But, like, a lot of people don't talk about this. Like, entrepreneurs and starting your own business, they don't talk about this shit. Because like, it's a sign of weakness in their mind. Yeah, which it's not. Like, you will see me, if you follow me on Instagram, um, you will see me post my highs and my lows because one i'm a human i'm a human okay <laughs> i fail sometimes sometimes a lot i have my bad days and that makes you more relatable people who are wanting to be entrepreneurs and wanting you know to create their own business or say your network marketing you want to like build your like self up you need to be more relatable mm -hmm. and it cracks me up that like, I'm sorry, people waking up and like, this is how I wake up on a Monday and like do my journal and do this and this and this and this and this. Cool, that's great for them. Let's be honest, most Mondays, no one wants to do that shit. No, <laughs> no. That, that's what separates, you know, the 1% of people that really do want to strive and be better and everything because we force ourselves to do it. Yeah. But you're open and honest about, hey, I really had to force myself diligently to sit here and, and intently do it because and some days I don't do it because I'm like uh screw this I'm going back to bed right and that's being human <laughs> but you understand the practices that that's not an everyday action no right exactly so a lot of the times like I said they don't you you don't hear people talk about imposter like they have the surface level of like oh I have imposter syndrome but like that's just surface level. Digging in deeper, it's going into like, you'll see me cry. You'll see me throw a tantrum like a two-year-old. Like I will get pissed off and then there will be highs. And like, it's okay to doubt yourself sometimes because then you can talk back to yourself and be like, 
no, that's not me. This is where I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. I had a calling. There's a reason you are doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And if you're not, you know, living out your calling and your purpose, then maybe it's time to look elsewhere in a different direction of what you are called to do. And I feel like sometimes people will chase a dream for the money. And it's not really their purpose. I know oh, this is yes. a little off topic, but if you talked about purpose before, but we have, <laughs> but like, if you don't have your, if it's not fulfilling you and it's not enveloping your whole heart and mind yeah, and you're only doing it for the wrong reasons, you know, you're really going to have that imposter syndrome because you know, you're kind of fake leading and you're yeah. just doing it because potentially the outcome could be a lot of money. Yep. Or it could be, um, you know, a big paycheck at the end of the day or whatever it may be, right? But you're doing it for all the wrong intentions. You don't have it coming from your heart and it, you're not being fulfilled by actually chasing it after this dream. Yeah. And you almost are like calling yourself out as a fraud because you know you're not leading with your heart. Yeah. And I see this in a lot of high achievers. Mm. Imposter syndrome is very prevalent in high achievers. And what I mean by high achievers are people who, I don't know, for example, maybe work like three, four or five jobs and want to keep grinding, grinding, grinding and have their hand in a lot of different things, which is good. But there's always something lacking. Well, they're a jack of all trades but master of none, yes. right? They haven't actually taken the time to hone in and skill and master one craft, one business, excel in that. As some people They're, on like Instagram like to call it, it's your niche, right. niche. Niche, niche. Is it niche, niche? I think what side of the country you're on. I know. But um, East Coast, <laughs> niche. Yeah. But you know, what was I gonna say? I was gonna say something like, you know, you're mediocre at five things instead of excelling really well at one and putting yeah. a full heart and passion into one thing where that one thing could pay off tenfold mm. if you continually grind at it and you know work it and be a master at that craft yeah where a lot of people just stay busy and they have five to ten different things that they're involved with or they do or different companies they rep or whatever it may be and each one is just bringing in maybe 200 300 a month but if they were to hone in on one, mm. they could be bringing in like $5,000 a month and screw all the rest of this stuff and just become good at your one craft. Yeah. And I have heard this so many times and in my fitness journey and career, I should say, career, I always had like, people are like, you should do this format. You should do this format. You should do this. And I'm like... Nah, dog, like I know what I'm good at and there's, you know, I started with Zumba and I stayed with that for the longest time. Now I've kind of like branched out a little bit because I got so to toot my own horn. I've, I've gotten so good at that, that now I'm like, okay, like I want to try different things. Right. So you've mastered one craft and yeah. now you're trying to dabble with other things to see what else you can master. Yeah. And that's a lot of what high achievers should be doing. Like, 
I don't have the imposter syndrome when I teach like my dance fitness classes. Because why? Because I have been dancing for like basically my whole life. So you're confident. I'm confident in that. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to sometimes my hit classes or my resistance band classes, like I, I sometimes like stumble and I'm like, oh my gosh, I should not be doing this. And that's imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. It's the self-doubt coming in my mind and going, knock, knock, bitch. You shouldn't be doing this. But in reality, like a way to kind of cope with all of this, I'm very firm on talking to yourself. Mm -hmm. And like having the conversation with yourself, whether it's out loud, in your head, writing it down, like why are you feeling this way and getting to the root cause of the problem of you may be feeling this but what like there there's an underlying reason to literally everything you can call it trauma you can call it what you will but you have to do the work on yourself to get rid of this imposter syndrome at the same time that's good that's good because i think Sometimes people don't don't want to do the work. You know why? They don't want to do the stuff behind the curtain because it's not the glamorous, it's not the beautiful things that they can post. And people, it's hard. It's hard, but people don't want to peel back the layers of themselves because they're afraid of what is going to be uncovered. Mm-hmm. That's which, deep. Which sucks. Right, it does. Like, this kind of work sucks. And I remember going through it, and I mean, I'm going through it ongoing, but like the more you peel back and you go, oh shit, that's the way I act, and let me figure out how to fix that. Mm -hmm. When the problem isn't the problem, right? And you just keep diving in and diving in to find out the root cause. Yep. And sometimes it just takes one little change, which can domino effect change so many other things, and then you become more confident. Right, yeah. and you practice and practice and practice, and you do that work behind the curtain in the darkness. And a lot of people, they just want that instant glam. They want that instant famousness. They want, you know, to be on top of the game right away without actually putting in the grind. And, you know, let's be honest, most of these great achievers and these people that are very successful, it takes time, it takes years. It takes lots of fuck ups. It takes lots of stumbles. It, it it's. Something where, you know, you don't hear about that stuff from years ago no. when they tried and failed and tried and failed. You only see them now. And with social media, it's so easy to highlight all that. And that's where everyone, yeah, that looks great. He's got Bentleys. He's got a plane. He's got a mansion. I want to start that and I'm going to get that within a year. Bullshit. It's going to take five years tops. Right. And or then, minimum, I should say. You know, when you start to lead on that kind of foot where you haven't put in the hard work you haven't punched your time card yet and then the imposter syndrome kicks in because you know that that person who you're trying to compete with has 20 years on you has 10 years on you of what you're trying to do and you're trying to you know be at their level nah bro like you <laughs> you know what i mean and i see this all the time with all these new startups and it's great and these people i applaud them for taking the leap of faith and doing it but you know you got to put your time in yeah and it will eventually come but you know you, you hop in and you want to be at level 10 right away and well don't you think that's kind of society though 
Well, yeah, absolutely. because we have no patience. Correct. Well, now because... it's even worse. Remember dial-up? Oh, my gosh. Right? Now it's like I can look up something with the Google machine on my phone within, like, seconds. I'll have an answer. The Google machine. You're funny. But, no, like, it's the hard work. And not even in, like, I'm sorry. It's not even in the craft itself. Yes, obviously you need to, like, perfect that. But what people miss when they're doing, like, network marketing or, like, starting your own business, you need to work on yourself hands down. That's why we got into, like, all of this motivational stuff and self-development was because I was realizing I wasn't exceeding in my life and in my business at that time and as soon as I worked on myself it was like it all clicked Mm -hmm. it clicked in my business in my relationships like every little thing I became a I thought a really great leader Mm -hmm. and it took us to a whole different realm I think of it as like I love analogies whatever like the layers of an onion or a tree, okay? And the more that you peel back and you kind of jump into a different layer, you start to see things from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And with like the self-doubt and all of this kind of stuff, y'all need to be plugging into like any kind of mo- like podcast like this, <clears throat> number one. Um, but like also reading. Mm-hmm different things that you should be reading are based on where you want to be in your life and also your craft so like if you are in network marketing then you need to be reading one book on network marketing and one book to help yourself so it sounds a lot as well um but it's all worth it in the end like i read things on fitness obviously merp and then i also read things on grief and also things on like ladies you know hormones and all this like i try to read at least three books at the same time so that way you can perfect literally all skills does that make sense oh yeah okay no absolutely and i mean the hard work on yourself you can look into a bunch of different things but um my favorite right now is something called shadow work and i've been doing these journal prompts and it gets deep like into your childhood Mm. And when was the first time that a negative comment about such and such happened? And why did it make you feel that way? And all, like, it it gets so deep that sometimes I cry as I'm journaling. Because I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't know this was the root of why I'm holding myself back and why I have imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. That's heavy. I know. But it's good. Because, <clears throat> like you said... Not a lot of people are willing to do that. You know, they're scared to find out about themselves or learn 
why it is they think the way that they do or they are always holding themselves back. Mm. And I heard it today and I thought this was super good that the only enemy or not the only the real enemy is the inner me. Mm. And I thought that was a good play on words. I love those types of little like catchy phrases that the only enemy is the inner me. And it's true. I mean, think about it. Yeah, you're your own worst critic. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) You know, you, everybody listening has their, has the ability to do whatever they want, Mm -hmm. has the ability to change your life, has the ability to learn a new craft, has ability to better themselves in some kind of way, be a better husband, a better businessman, you know, be a better father, whatever it may be. You, it's never too late to change and it's never too late to build upon yourself. And we make these stories up in our head and it gets real deep but you know there might be an underlining reason why because maybe you were a child and somebody never told you you can be whatever you want or hey you're doing really well in this certain thing you know or cheered for you even when they knew you were going to fail and it was a stupid idea or whatever it may be right maybe you were brought up in an environment where you were told you're dumb or you're never going to amount to anything or you should just give up playing football now because, you know, you suck. Yeah. Or you're never going to be able to do X, Y, and Z. Mm. And it's so easy to say that because it's the whole, well, I don't want them to go down this path and then their dreams be crushed later because they find out that they're not blah, blah, blah. No. Failure is so important. It is because it's lessons, right? Yep. Turn that L into a, into a, turn that loss into a lesson. Yeah. And it, it's crazy because in my own life, you know... I wasn't like told I couldn't do a lot of different things, but I do remember that when I, I used to run track. Okay. Okay. If you, we need, we're going to start like a YouTube because. So you can watch us because. Yeah, because Josh is short. He is. Stocky. How, how tall are you? 5'5 five, five, and I'm 220 pounds. And I'm 5'7. So it's like a little, I don't care though because I'm confident in myself and I really thought Josh would grow. Because yeah. we met at 15 and I was like, maybe he'll have a growth spurt. Just kidding. I'm kidding. I love you. But, um, <laughs> you know, I used to run track and I used to do the 100 meter sprint. And I was one of the fastest ones out there. Yeah. And my parents always cheered for me. And they were like, you got this. Like, and I used to be the ending leg. If you know anything about relays, they always put the fastest person at the last leg. So mm-hmm. I was the closer on that leg of the 100 meter. Yeah. Or, or the 400, I should say, because it was four guys. And they used to call me the freight train because I used to be, I was a short, stocky little soccer player, but I had strong ass legs and I used to whoop up on these guys running. And I just remember my parents always telling me like, you're faster than everyone out there. Like they used to whisper that to me and yeah. like they used to cheer for me and my mom, I'm going to start crying, but she Aww. used to be, <laughs> she used to be at the uh, finish line and she'd be like, come on, come on, you got it, you got it. And I would just like kick it in the overdrive and like speed past everybody. And that just, I don't know, I take that into everything I do in my life, like yeah. weight training, you know, bodybuilding, all that kind of stuff was like one more rep. I can do this. That guy's not stronger than me. I took that into like the deadlift competitions, the bench competitions, like, okay, that dude's huge, but you know what? I know it's inside of me. Yep. And I have the heart of a lion. Which is and funny gonna... because in that deadlift competition, you beat the biggest guy in the freaking room. I did. 
And he was like six foot, like yeah. what, 250 or whatever it was, he right? He was jacked out of his mind. <clears throat> and Josh whooped his ass. Yeah, by like 50 pounds. Yeah. It was awesome. I'm like, okay. But so it's just, you know, I was so confident in myself that I wasn't walking up to that platform or, you know, locking into those, those, um, what, oh, I forget what they called them, the locks at the race. The, um, anyway, right. I would look at these other guys. They were thinner. They were taller. You know, they definitely had the runner look. I never had the runner look, but I was like, you know what? They underestimate me and I'm going to blow their doors off. Yeah. So I, I had that confidence inside of myself and so that's kind of like the reverse of imposter syndrome because you may have these doubts that you think other people have on you, yeah. but you have the confidence built up inside of yourself mm -hmm. to rock them and to be like, I'm going to prove you wrong. And that's the opposite of imposter syndrome in my opinion. Yeah. And I mean, I look at imposter syndrome too, um, from a career standpoint too, like when you're in a position and you're like, I should not be doing this. Like, it doesn't make sense why I'm doing this type of thing. But you don't realize that, like, other people are looking at you as a benchmark for their life. Mm. Because what you have, you may think that it's not enough and you need to do more and all of this kind of stuff. But you're the benchmark for other people. That's you good. are what they aspire to be. And I always took that, even if, you know, I came in second, like that's still better mm -hmm. than third. Second is the best. First is the worst, second's the best. I live by that motto. Um, because there's always someone that's gonna be better than you. There will. And you need to take into consideration that Someone is looking at you going, I want what she has. I want what he has. Because we need to have some gratitude in our life and know that you are in the position that you are in, in your life, business, career, everything, for a reason. And I also look at it too. When you're second place, that person who won, that's a benchmark that you want to work towards exactly right you want to achieve what they have or their skill level whatever it may be because now you're going to work even harder to, to beat them that's in the back of your mind right yeah and then what happens sometimes is when you're first place you get complacent and oh yes you can start to slack off a little bit because you get cocky mm. and you're like well no one can ever touch me i'm the best you know, they were so far away from me on that race or whatever it may be that they have no chance. I can maybe skip that extra workout or I can skip this practice because I'm the best, right? I, I won. Nope. And every time that person <laughs> sleeps is a time that you can excel, take over. And you know what? When you're close on those person's heels, that's the fire that I live for. I, I kind of love having someone who's better at it than me because I'm like, I'm going to beat you someday, you son of a bitch. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I hopefully whenever you get first and you do beat that person, you don't get complacent. Yeah. And you continually are like, okay, I know that that any time that other person can beat me again and you keep going and keep at that fire. On the flip side too, the only competition should really be against yourself. 
because you know your worth. You know how much drive that you have in yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. And maybe you did put your 110% in that day and yeah. you still got second. And you should be happy with yourself. Uh-huh. I hear There's so many people that. that are like, I placed blah, blah, blah in a race. And I was like, did you do better than last year? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Then I still didn't win. I don't give a shit about winning. Did you beat yourself last year? That yes, great. Then you're 1% better than you were against yourself. And then there's some kind of goals out there too. And this is way off topic. I, we're sorry, but this is again, we're just flowing here. <laughs> but there's some goals Never out there. Never apologize. There's some goals out there that they're just worth accomplishing for yourself. Like yeah. me, I want to I want to run like a 5K or like enter in a bike race at some point, like a mountain bike race or something. Oh, we will. And I'm not looking to set any records my first time out. I just want to complete the damn thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's going to be my goal is like if the lights are being turned out and people are leaving, <laughs> I'm completing it. So be it. Right. Well, we've done 5Ks before, but they they were like fun mud runs. Yeah. These ones, it's just straight running. Right. I feel you. I feel you. Um, there are some things that like hard questions that I like to bring up at the end of all this kind of stuff that you can kind of ask yourself. Um, the first one that I really love is what core beliefs do you hold about yourself? So what are some core beliefs that you have about yourself? And then also too, must I be perfect for others to approve of me? Mm. Because perfectionism can really run in the veins of imposter syndrome. And we need to kind of look at that and take inventory of how you're feeling about these situations. I was just going to say, like, you know, when you bring up perfect and being perfectionism and all that kind of stuff. That's a whole nother topic. Yeah. But there's only one person that was ever perfect, and that's Jesus Christ. Correct. And so you can never, you, you know, compare your life to his life and try you know try to ever compete with that so per like perfectionism is like one of those i don't know if you're gonna agree with this or not but yeah falseness that people try to chase after when you just need to be your best version correct yeah i yeah i i struggled with it for the longest time um but i feel like imposter syndrome and that whole definition of just the self-doubt and the fear of being known that you know you're not worthy of this job or your position like no no you are right where you belong and I know that with these tools and all of the information just feeling like you're not alone in all of this it's hella important Mm mm-hmm So if you love this, like it, subscribe, do the little notification thing um, wherever you're listening from, share this on social media, tag myself, Krista Fisher, and Peak Driven with an extra K. Also, we have a website. So if you want to find all things that are going on in our lives and our business, it is peakdrivenllc.com. So we cannot wait to see you next time. 
be relentless. All right, guys. Thank you. See ya. Later.